Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 74. Guess what? Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week I bring you innovative, imaginative, and inspiring ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I'm talking to Jethro Jones, host of Transformative Principles Podcast and principal from Fairbanks, Alaska, and this year's National Association of Secondary Principals Digital Principal of the Year. And so this week, I want to introduce you to my friend Jethro, and we have so much to talk about. Jethro, welcome to Principal Matters. Oh, thank you so much. I love listening to your podcast and feel honored to be able to take some time speaking with you on it. Well, Jethro, we have been friends digitally for a long time, and I know we've met in person at one of the national principal conferences. And so thank you for taking time. I am so excited about the work that you're doing with principals and school leaders and within your own school and across the nation. So thanks for joining us today. And I really want to divide this conversation into two parts. One, I want to talk about ways that digital leadership has enhanced your service to school. And then I want to switch second part of the conversation to what you've been working on this summer with the Transformative Leadership Summit, where you've pulled together all of these voices of leaders across the nation that anyone who's listening to this can have access to online. So let's let's start with the first part. First of all, let me give you a chance to fill in the gaps on my introduction and let the listeners know where you are and, and what your current work is in school leadership. Well, thanks. I uh, just accepted a new position as principal of Tanana Middle School in Fairbanks, Alaska. I've been in Kodiak, Alaska for the last three years, did some amazing things there, and really excited about the opportunity to move to a new school for me, old school with a lot of history and a lot of culture, and I'm excited to meet everybody up there and learn about what makes that middle school special. But also, you know, when you're going through a transition, as as you are right now, Will, it's bittersweet to leave mm-hmm. something that you've loved and have had great success with and move on to, to something else. And so you mentioned in the beginning the Digital Principal of the Year recognition, and that was in because of the great work that our team did at Kodiak Middle School mm-hmm. in Kodiak. And it was a wonderful opportunity to really – take off a lot of the constraints that we often feel like we have in schools and really make a great opportunity and uh, provide a really good experience for students when they come to school. Well, I know that a lot of principals, especially if they're part of NASSP or NAESP, they've heard this term digital leader or digital principal. And surprisingly, when I'm working with principals across my state or even across the nation, I find some principals who are just so actively involved with digital leadership and others who aren't yet. And so sometimes I'm surprised when I meet someone who's not using digital tools as a part of their leadership toolbox. So how would you define for a school leader? I know the people who are listening to this podcast are usually digital leaders already, but I would still like you to, how would you speak to the person who may not understand what does it mean to be a digital leader? Well, you know, you use the word toolbox and I think that that really succinctly states what it is that that we're doing as a digital principal. So really what you're doing is bringing in every available opportunity and resource to provide the best education that you can 
for the students at your school, the best experience you can for the teachers and for the parents and community as well. And so really it's about finding ways to add to what we already have and make it better. Now, I am a firm believer that technology is not our savior, so don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, what I do believe is that technology makes a good leader better and has the potential to make a bad leader or a bad teacher even worse. <laughs> and so, for example, if, if you don't know how to do classroom management in your school, inviting technology in is going to be detrimental to your class because you're not going to know how to keep everybody on task. Parallel that with the principal. If you don't know how to communicate effectively without technology, when you bring technology in, you're going to communicate even worse. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that has really brought that to the forefront is I I hate to get political, but our current president Mm -hmm. says and does a lot of things that many people say are inappropriate on social media. And it's, in my opinion, he may not be a very good communicator to begin with, and that's making it even worse because now things are written and you can see it and see what he has tweeted, and that makes it dangerous, right? And that mm-hmm. makes it scary for the community, for the people that you're leading. They don't know what's going to come out of your mouth next, and if you're already not a very good communicator, technology is going to is just going to make it worse. Wow! That's so I don't a- think we can. I, I don't think we can go just say everything needs to be technology focused because we open ourselves up for for bad things to happen as well. And we need to be clear and cautious about how we're implementing them. Oh, well, I, I'm so glad you said that, Jethro. You and I have talked before about, in uh, in our previous conversations, about the mindset for communication, the mindset for messaging. And, and that's so important. Just having digital tools does not make you a better communicator. That's right. But having digital tools can enhance your communication in ways that you've never imagined. So talk about that for just a moment, because you guys have enhanced the way that you've worked with students through using digital tools. Talk about some of the ways that's happened in your own work. Well, you know, I want to start with an example that is, it isn't even about the technology. Okay. Because really, it's never about the technology. It's always about how people feel and the relationships that you have, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm, I'm bringing this up because I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir with you, Will. <laughs> but well, bring it on. The way that it works is we had this big goal uh, two years ago at my school to visit the home of every single student before school started. Now, when I brought that up with all my principal colleagues in the room at my district, they said, you can't do that. And I said, well, yeah, I can watch me. And they said, no, you, you can't do that. Like you can't get to everybody's house. It's too many kids, blah, blah, blah. And they didn't believe that I could. So the part where technology plays in is that because I had this idea of visiting everybody, we have a student information system We have somebody who manages that, and they created a Google Earth overlay of where every kid in our school boundaries lived. Wow. And so we were able to use that to divide up groups so that we knew where we needed to go so that we could visit the home of every student. So for the last two years, we've done that in Kodiak and visited the home of every single student. Now, what does that really mean when you get right down to it? It means that the kids' first interaction with us is that we care enough to come to their home and tell them we're excited for them to be at school. Wow. Now, here's an awesome story from that. There was a student who had traveled across the country in his Airstream with his family, came to Kodiak and did not have a place to live, and was living in a campground in his trailer. Mm. We knocked on that door because we knew that he was there. And he opened it up and saw that even though he was homeless, even though he didn't have a home yet, he still had a school principal and staff members who cared enough 
to find him and come and visit him before school started. Wow. Now, if that's your first experience with the school, how's the rest of your school year going to go? If you have bullying issues, if you have confidence issues, if you have trouble with schoolwork, you know there's somebody who cares enough to come to your home before mm-hmm. school starts and tell you that they're glad you're there. That's I mean, awesome. that's powerful. Yes. Middle school is hard enough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be any harder. And so when we can find ways to make it better and utilize technology to help us make that easier, then that's why we use technologists to improve those relationships. Well, that's fantastic. And I know because I was listening to your interview on Better Leaders, Better Schools with Danny Sunshine Bauer, one of our mm-hmm. great friends. I remember you guys talking about ways that students, especially those who may be coming into your district uh, from outside that district who live in other places, times that you've even used um, ways to introduce them to your school before they get there with technology. Tell us how you guys have done that. So there's a large Coast Guard base there. And in Fairbanks, there's a large Army base right next to my school. Mm -hmm. And so military families know they're getting uh, PCS or transferred to a new place a few months in advance usually. And so if we know, then we invite those parents to contact the school, let us know, and we'll set up a FaceTime or Skype video call with the students so that they know There's somebody there before they get there who cares about them. Once again, I mean, making sure that kids feel welcome and comfortable Mm -hmm. in our school Mm -hmm. is is what we're working on. And so if we can do more ways of that, then we're going to do it. And so those are wonderful opportunities. And if you've got an army base or if you ever find a kid who's coming to your school before uh, they're there, offer that to them and give them the opportunity to to FaceTime and and just see what the school looks like. That will calm so many fears of kids who are transferring that, you know, you're just going to be so much further ahead with those kids than you can even imagine. And that is so powerful, Will. Well, Jethro Jones, our National Digital Principal of the Year, there's lots of incredible things happening within his own school community. But I want to ask you some questions before we talk about Transformative Leadership Summit, which is an amazing event that's getting ready to happen soon. I want you to talk a little bit with me about some of the work that you've been doing connecting principles to other principles because you have invested a lot of time in the last couple of years. And I, I can't even remember how long you've been hosting your podcast, Transformative Leader. Mm-hmm. But talk about that for just a minute. I want to talk about you for just a minute too, Jethro, because I know you've interviewed lots and lots of principles. And I would love the opportunity for my listeners to learn more about you. And I'm really excited about the possibility of of us simulcasting this on our podcast so that your even your own listeners can hear you talk about you a little bit because you're always talking with other leaders. So take us back in time a little bit. How how long have you been doing the podcasting with leaders around the nation? And how many interviews are you up to at this point with leaders of schools? So I <laughs> I started doing that in December of 2013, mm-hmm. if you can believe it. Wow. And so uh, every single week since then, uh, every Sunday morning, I release a new episode of my podcast interviewing someone else. And sometimes they're school leaders, sometimes they're business type people. Like I've interviewed Seth Godin, which was mm-hmm. amazing and an awesome experience. And, you know, sometimes wow, congrats. Um, it's people, thank you. It's people who are not even in education. So what I really wanted to do was. I was going to these uh, meetings across the state, you know, the principals association meetings and things like that. And there are so many good people who are principals that don't ever have a chance to tell 
their story. And mm-hmm. so I've made an effort to interview people who everybody knows, like Todd Whitaker, Rick Warmly, and, and you and other people. But then I also wanted to find people that others didn't necessarily know about. For example, my very first interview was with Sandra Jolovich Motes, who was the principal of D Elementary in Ogden, Utah. Wow. Nobody knows who in the world she is, but she took her school from one of the worst in the state all the way up to the top 10, wow. which is inspiring to hear that. Yeah. And, but she's not doing it for praise. Nobody's mm-hmm. talking to her. And so, so I asked her if I could interview her and I was so nervous. I even told her, I was so nervous. She'd say, no, I even told her that I'd be willing to pay her. And she obviously didn't want that, but was like, sure, you can give me like a gift card or something to Subway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what I did. But I was, I was so excited to learn the stories of other people, other principals who were doing amazing things Mm. because they're out there. And we as educators just aren't very good about promoting ourselves and telling about the great things that we're doing. And so let me, let me jump in because, because I want to ask you this, how, because these are questions I think sometimes when I'm listening to your podcast, Jethro, and I just want to jump in. So I get Mm -hmm. the, here's my chance to finally do it. (laughs) <laughs> what? How has it changed your leadership? All these conversations you've been having for four years now, every single yeah. week, you've been talking to powerful leaders about school leadership. How has it changed you? Uh, that That's what's the most amazing is I feel like I've been learning in dog years. Just like it's only been four years, but I feel like I've gotten 20 years worth of education. And it, it's just amazing. It's you can listen to my podcast, all these interviews that I've done, and I think be better prepared to be a principal than going to a graduate school you for education. Don't tell any college professors that I said that, but <laughs> but seriously, like this I is I have real. listeners who are college professors, and we still love you guys. But Jethro, you're making a great point here talking about relevant learning. So keep going down that road with us. What have you learned? Well, you know, what I've learned is that we are all trying to do the best that we can. None of us are perfect. And- I think the biggest takeaway from all of this is whatever your school community is, you need to be hyper-personalized for that community. Mm-hmm. So we can – there are a lot of big ideas and, and broad strokes in education, but when it comes down to it, you need to know your community and serve your community first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And so the things that I've done, like the home visits, the the software that we created to – uh, schedule students in a unique way at my last school. We did those things because they fit our community and made sense. Mm-hmm. And if I just try to copy what somebody else is doing, I'm not going to be successful. But if I take what somebody else is doing and adjust it and adapt it for my particular school and students, that's where the real magic is going to happen. And I've seen that over and over because every time I talk to somebody, I take something that I've learned from them and I try to apply it to my school. And let me tell you, that's that's a lot. And I'm up to almost 200 episodes on my podcast now. And that is a lot of different things that I've yeah. been implementing at the uh, two different schools that I've been at. Well, congratulations, Jethro. And as someone who has been podcasting for a much shorter time, and, and most of my podcasts are not interviews, so I know the work that there's a lot of work that goes into recording and editing and contacts and scheduling and appointments and technology and all the things that you're doing on your time outside of school. And so yeah. uh, congratulations for, for the investment in time. And, you know, and, and I can relate, I've had conversations about pursuing my doctorate or more advanced 
degrees and, and there are, there's value in that. But for me, I chose to invest my last four years in personal development, leadership growth that was so much more nuanced and enriching for me because of reaching out to people within my own state and across the nation and across the world and with people like mm-hmm. you. And, and it worked for me also because it gave me the ability to do that as a leader who was invested in my school, who didn't have time to go back to school. Um, but I could invest those times in the evenings and on the weekends. And because it's connected to our work and because I think it's also work that we love, it enhances our leadership, not necessarily takes away from it, but it's a, it's a sacrifice. And um, mm-hmm. so I, I'm going to keep picking the Jethro brain for, for just a, a little bit more because while I have the opportunity to do it, I'm just also curious because I think that sometimes as school leaders, we talk so much about our own schools and we don't often talk about ourselves. And, but all of us have career desires, dreams, goals, aspirations. And so when you're looking at the Jethro Jones 10 years from now, I don't know if anyone's ever asked you this question. I don't, I don't think I have. So I'm just curious to have this conversation and if, if you're okay having it with our audiences. But the Jethro Jones 10 years from now, if you could step into where you would love to see the work that you're doing as a principal, the work that you're doing in school leadership. And I know we can't even see what's going to happen 10 years from now with technology, but what are some dreams you've, that you're thinking about for the future? Boy, that's a great question. And I'm interested to see what I say. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> let's explore I'm, it together. I'm not totally sure. So I'll go there with you too, if, it's, if that makes it fair. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing for me is um, I have started doing these uh, principal masterminds with principals uh, across the country. And if anybody's interested in that, go to transformativeprincipal.org slash mastermind. And I got to tell you, I just did one this morning and it was, it's amazing. It's, it's like a group coaching experience. And we talk about the challenges we're facing, the struggles we're having and our dreams and goals as principles of how we lead our school better. Mm-hmm. Now the podcast is, is this one entity over here. Mm-hmm. The leadership summit is another. And then the mastermind is like getting down in the weeds dirty, gritty, mm-hmm. talking about all the difficult stuff we're dealing with and then solving those problems. Mm-hmm. And one of every week we have uh, these times where we set goals and hold ourselves accountable to it. And every week there's somebody who sets a goal and doesn't think they're going to be able to do it because it's too much. And then they come back the next week and they're like, I actually did it. It was awesome. And it's amazing. That's and great. so when you look at me from 10 years from now, that aspect of really making an impact um, mm-hmm. on kids through their leaders in their school mm-hmm. is what gets me really excited every single well, day. And so, yeah. Can I, can I just jump from there for a minute? Yep. Please. Because I just want to say this to school leaders who are listening, because I think sometimes we don't voice those dreams. We don't talk about those aspirations. We don't look beyond um, where we are. And sometimes we do, but we're not willing to talk about it openly because some, I don't know why, but dreaming sometimes seems makes us vulnerable. But there is the things that you the, the longer that you're in school leadership, and this is something that I would say to especially emerging leaders or those who've only been in the principalship for three to five years, there comes a point in your leadership where the things that you now consider common sense are actually revolutionary, inspiring, and eye opening to people who are new to leadership. Mm-hmm. And you have an obligation and a responsibility, I believe to keep giving back to the younger leaders who are just stepping into those, to those roles because people gave to us and, and those leaders who took the time to mentor us, those leaders who took the time to set with us after school, to set with us late at a conference, 
to ride to an event with us and give us their wisdom and their insights or be a sounding board for us. It's our turn to give back. And so I know that in some ways it's selfish because I get so much joy from those yeah. moments and I get so much joy and, and it's so thrilling to to be in, in that kind of climate that you're talking about with your mastermind. But it's also, I believe, a responsibility and an obligation for older leaders to continuously invest in younger leaders and to stay open to the input they're going to give us because we never stop growing either. And there's never been a moment in my own leadership mentoring where the person I'm mentoring is not already is not giving back to me too. And I'll give you some examples in, in my school with two assistant principals last year. Uh, and I've helped train assistant principals. And as a site principal, I, um, my school was modeled so that I had two on my team. There was a wonderful thing that happened when I stepped from assistant principal to principal. Suddenly, my assistant principals became a voice for me that I had been for my principal. And I started thinking, right. why is it that now it seems like they know more of what's going on in the school than I do? And it's because they did. And, be, and it's because that in where in whatever role you're in in leadership, you always need people shining lights for you, reflecting back with you, helping you see the things that you can't see. And so we as older leaders have that obligation to give back to younger leaders. And then we have the obligation to stay open so that we can keep learning from the people um, that are coming up right behind us. And so I just applaud you, Jethro, for the work that you've been doing, because you've created a, a national platform of conversations with over 200 people. And so Principal Matters listeners, if you haven't listened to Jethro Jones podcast before, check it out at Transformative Principle. Is it dot com? Dot org. Yep. Principal Matters listeners, if you haven't checked out Jethro Jones podcast at transformativeprinciples.org. Do it today and listen to some of those great conversations that he's had in the past. And congratulations on your mastermind. And now let's talk about the Transformative Leadership Summit. Go ahead. You've got something to add to that. I do. I do. So I'm a little bit nervous about this because I've been thinking it for a couple of weeks, Okay, but I haven't, I haven't put it out there to the world yet. And so my goal truly over the next 10 years, I was, I didn't say it before because I'm a little bit scared to go for it. Jeff, <laughs> it's kind of scary is I want to impact over 100 million students in the next 10 years. You go. And that is by helping their leaders and their teachers and anybody associated with them get better. And that that's a scary thing for me to say out loud because of what if I don't get that? I, you know? And I have chill bumps going all the way from my head down all the way to my feet. Right now, Jethro, I'm so, so proud of you for, for thinking about the, the impact and the influence that your work with leaders has, not just on them, but on their schools, on their teachers, on their students, on their communities. And I couldn't be more excited. And man, don't be afraid to talk about that goal because just you saying that gets me so excited because I know that it's possible for you to do that. So congratulations yeah. on setting such a great goal. Thank you. I'll need your help getting there. Well, you've, you've got it. <laughs> And I'll be vulnerable with you. Uh, my Principal Matters listeners have followed me for some time, and some of you may be listening for the first time. But, you know, I'm, I'm transitioning now from high school principal to executive director for my state association. And it's a wonderful opportunity for me to connect with principals around my state in leadership development, uh, professional development, and advocacy. And it's a great way for me to coordinate events for leaders where we can collaborate and network together. But in the work that I'm doing through Principal Matters, um, and as an author and a, and a podcaster and a speaker, I love that growth and that connection. And, and, and so, yes, you know, when I look 10 years down the road, it makes me nervous to say it too, but I would love to have the opportunity to spend all of my time 
in connecting with coaching, enhancing uh, what school leaders are doing so that they can lead with effectiveness, uh, inspiration, and without burnout. Because I think one of the things that I loved about school leadership was the ability to get to the point where you never feel like you arrive, but being able to get to the point where I loved my work without feeling like my work was killing me. And yes, there were still seasons where um, inevitably there were seasons where I would get my butt kicked, um, but the overwhelming uh, amount of time as I grew in leadership became a joy versus uh, a burden. And, and I think so many leaders quit when it's the burden and they don't get to experience um, the overwhelming joy. So if I'm still working with our state association 10 years from now, and that's the role that I'm playing, then um, I'm thankful. <laughs> and if, if that role is played through the work that I'm doing as an author and a speaker on a national scale, then that's great too. And so I've not talked about those aspirations on my uh, podcast before too. So I'm being vulnerable with you that I would uh, love to continue that kind of work because of the joy that I find uh, in connecting and growing and learning and sharing with other leaders. So let's talk about the work that you're getting ready to launch right now, because you've been working on a transformative leadership summit all summer long. And thank you for asking me to participate in one of those episodes, but Set this up for us, Jethro, because I may have listeners who've never done a virtual summit before, and tell us what it means to do a virtual summit, and how can people be a part of it? Well, you know, for me, the big thing is I like going to conferences, but especially coming from Alaska, it's really expensive to get there. And so uh, attending a conference is a big expense out of our school district's budget, and we're all in financial difficulty right now. And so what I wanted to create was something where you could get a lot of the benefit of a conference without having to travel. And mm. as we've talked about already, technology enables that if you're already good at communicating those ideas. So what I've done is I've brought together uh, 36 amazing educational leaders, yourself included, to participate in an online conference that you can attend and because it's online, then we can do things a little bit differently. So there are a couple things that are that are different. There are varied number of sessions each day. And the big theme of it is improving the school experience. And so we're going to look at the school experience through four different lenses. The administrator experience, the teacher experience, the student experience, and the parent and community experience. And so being able to look at it through those four lenses, we're going to talk about how to improve it for each one of those stakeholders. And so for the administrator experience, we're going to talk about how to make your life better by managing your time better, by uh, using the different tools available to improve it. As far as the teacher experience, we're going to talk about hiring, evaluation, mm -hmm. and all, everything in between there. And then for the student experience, we're going to talk about one of the exciting things is, do you remember that news article a few months ago where this the student newspaper crew uh, investigated the history of the principal who was hired and then the principal resigned. No, I did not know that. I guess I'm the uninformed one. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. Can you imagine like telling your student journalism class? Yeah. Go investigate this person I just hired. Well, the superintendent Destry Brown, he believes that you need to have students who are doing relevant real work. Wow. And so he said, go ahead. So somebody that he hired, they found out was a fraud, basically, and then got wow. that person to resign. So I talked to him, and he tells a story about that. Oh, now, wow. How's that for improving the school experience for your students? Um, I think that may be worth attending the virtual summit just to hear that story. 
That's amazing. <laughs> right? Wow. So it's awesome. It's, it's exciting. And then the, the parent community, that's, that's where you're featured on, on messaging for them and making sure that they know who you are as a school and that they have an opportunity to connect with and learn from the school and interact with it as much as possible. So it's just going to be amazing. It's because it's online, then it's free to attend. The first 48 hours of every video are are free to watch. After that, we close it. And if you want to see the rest of those or, or you want to see those videos after the 48 hours, then you just buy a conference ticket. And right now, the early bird pricing before it starts is just 97 bucks for wow. 36 speakers about 18 hours of amazing content. So wow. uh, I'd encourage everybody to check it out because it is phenomenal phenomenal to be sure. What a great way to learn and not have to leave your geographic location and to have access to so many speakers. Because when you go to a physical conference, often you're limited by space and time and you miss out on a certain speaker because you couldn't see him because you wanted to see her, et cetera. And so um, that's so exciting, Jethro. And I know you've got some great speakers lined up. Jimmy Casas, I believe is one of your speakers. I believe Daniel Bauer is one of your speakers. And so, yeah. Principal Matters listeners, if uh, Jethro, how can they find that summit and how can they be a part of it? Where should they go? Yeah, so you're going to have a link in the show notes on this. So just uh, go to the show notes page of this podcast and click the link and I'll take you to transformativeleadershipsummit.com. Mm-hmm. You can sign up and you're probably driving right now. So don't don't worry about you know <laughs> writing it down and crashing. Just want you to, you know, when you get a second, then... Flip that open, sign up, just put in your email. You'll get into the free version automatically, and I'll send you links and tell you how to get to the bonus features. I think for your listeners, people who are listening to a podcast, the best thing about it would be if you get the all-access pass, then you get audio versions of everything Very cool. in a podcast format. So you just subscribe to this private podcast, and then you can add them into your podcast player and listen to all 36 of them whenever you want. And so... That way you can you can breeze through them all and then find the ones you want to share with your faculty later because there's a lot of things that will be really beneficial for teachers as well, not just principals. Well, Jethro Jones from Transformative Principles Podcast and Transformative Leadership Summit, I'm so thankful that you've joined us today. Let me wrap this up and ask you, I know you've just made a move mm-hmm. uh, and I know that you're going to be leading a new school uh, what's got you the most fired up as you're thinking about starting this new school year? Well, I, I'm i just excited because I've done so many awesome interviews for the Leadership Summit mm-hmm. that I've been keeping a note in Evernote of all the things that I want to start doing from those interviews uh, for the Leadership yeah. Summit. So I've got a big list of things that I want to get going on, and most of them really are are about me and they don't Mm -hmm. impact others except make their school experience better. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest thing that I'm most excited about is the district is really doing this big push towards personalized learning for students, which I think is really important and really uh, ties into my core beliefs about education and how we all learn is that it needs to be personalized and relevant. So what I'm excited about is really taking that and applying that to my teachers Mm -hmm. so that I'm modeling every time we meet what personalized learning can look like for them. And it's something that through my podcast, I mean, that's what it's all been is personalized learning. Every time I have an issue, I ask the person that I'm interviewing, what do you think about this? And they give me the answer right there. And so like that is about as personalized as it gets. And so that's what I'm looking most forward to is, is being able to start implementing that uh, right away. And it's going to be, it's going to be great. In fact, 
when you're listening to this, it's probably my first day of work. So that'll be exciting. Well, Jethro, as this interview goes out to Principal Matters listeners and you're starting your first day at your school, then kudos on day one of a new school year. And Principal Matters listeners, I know that when you listen to our conversations each week, we talk about why the work that we do as school leaders is so important because serving others uh, is the reason that we show up to work every single day. And so, Jethro, what are some closing thoughts uh, if if you had chance for for an elevator pitch with another school leader who's thinking about why should they stay committed to the work that they're doing? What would be a closing thought that you would have that you would want to leave with school leaders about why the the work that they do matters? So we have the very real uh, opportunity, gift, challenge, whatever you want to call it, to impact a student's life, either for good or for evil for the rest of their lives. And even as a principal now, when people, adults come into my office, they make a joke or comment about being in the principal's office and how that's scary. I want every kid to know that my school and my office is a place where they can feel comfortable and not have to feel like they are going to be in trouble Mm -hmm. or anything like that. They need to learn and grow and I'm there to help them. And it doesn't matter what challenges they have. I've got their back. Well, Jethro, I have such amazing hope for our schools. And I know that I've said this before in our conversations, but I I don't think anything showed it as poignantly as this last election, that there's such a misperception of schools. And when you look across the landscape nationally, when you look at the the leadership choices at at the national level for education leadership, you often feel like, especially our public schools are being looked at as if there's assumptions that uh, the schools are failing or that these are no longer the best places for kids. But when I talk to school leaders in my own state, in my own community, and across the nation, and in Alaska with friends like you, and and I listen to the heart that school leaders have for their kids, and I experience the being in the presence of, of teachers and school leaders who have such passion and dedication to kids, but also commitment to rigor, I have hope because I, I know that we love our kids and I know that they are coming into environments every single day that are not perfect because no environment is, but they're coming into places where they're loved and where they're going to be challenged and where they're going to be given opportunities to grow. So thank you for the work that you're doing as a school leader and principals and school leaders listening to this conversation today. Thank you for the work that you're doing every single day in the lives of kids. Jethro, how can people connect with you if they want to stay um, in touch with you after this conversation? Well, my phone number is 801-7-JETHRO, so give me a call, 801-7-JETHRO, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Awesome. Jethro, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity, and Principal Matters listeners, I will link in the show notes contact information for Jethro and all of the resources that he offers for school leaders. Thank you again for listening this week. I'll talk to you soon, and thanks for doing work that matters.